0: I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. How the heck are you? Josh here. Uh, I had some group coaching calls this week uh, because I am doing that through the Automate, Grow, Sell, Conquer program, and it's amazing. And one of the things that came up had to do with marketing, but really not marketing, really more to do with goal setting. And I run into this a lot when I work with people. I think this will be super useful for you. And so we're going to talk about goal setting and kind of marketing in a way that I think will hopefully really help you. So, When it comes to setting goals, you know, it's pretty cliche, cliche thing. People say set goals, right? And you should, but you know, there's a reason that the vast majority of people don't achieve their goals. And then what happens is they get caught in this shame loop. It's like an infinity loop of shame and they lose confidence in themselves. They don't trust themselves and they feel like something's wrong with them or they're doing something wrong. And you know, that sucks because I've been there uh, and that's counterproductive and sets you back even further. Right? So then they shy away from setting goals or they set really, really, really small goals. And so what I try to recommend for people to do that I've done that's helped me and really changed my life in terms of goals is, first of all, don't even set a goal unless it actually really matters to you. So when it comes to growing your business, a lot of times we set revenue goals, uh, but for a lot of people, that might be the wrong goal to focus on. Uh, There's a friend of mine named Trevor Chapman. I met him in Russell Brunson's inner circle. He's a genius, very, very smart guy, super nice guy good family. Uh, his son actually was just the lead character on a Netflix series that came out called The Secret Life of Dude. It's pretty cool. You should check it out if you have kids. Anyway, I was talking to Trevor one day and he told me, he said, Josh, you have to you have to detach yourself from the outcome. And I had no idea what the heck he meant, but he kept saying you have to detach yourself from the outcome. Now, Trevor had built a, and sold a $10 million business in 12 months. <laughs> and this was, he had lots of other successful companies, but this one particular website he launched. It grew really, really, really fast and he exited it for eight figures and it was like approximately a year old, which is just unheard of ridiculousness. And when he told me this, I was really paying attention because when you're around people that have achieved a lot, you want to listen to the nuance. You really want to listen differently than you listen to Uncle Larry at Thanksgiving, who always has opinions about your business, but he's never had a business. He's never achieved any kind of success with business. And by the way, Uncle Larry might be able to give great marriage advice if he's been married 40 years successfully, but that doesn't mean he can give business advice. But I digress. So he kept saying, detach yourself from the outcome. And I, it, and I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it. And then finally one day I got it. I got it. See what happens is, is people have a hard time setting big goals for one primary reason. They don't see the how. How? And what I mean is, is because they don't know how they could possibly achieve that thing based on their current circumstance, their current level of ability, their current level of resources, if it feels impossible to them, they won't even set it. Their subconscious, it's like their brain won't even allow them to say what they really want. Let's say that they want a million dollar business, but it, that feels impossible to them because they don't know anybody that's ever done that and they don't have any money in the bank and they they don't understand how to do that right now. So then they shy away from even setting the goal and that's kind of a mistake too, right? You can set big, hairy, audacious, long-term dreams without understanding how. In fact, Trevor's entire point was that you don't need to know the how the how comes as a natural byproduct of, of desiring that big thing. So, The real question we have to ask ourselves is who do I have to become to be the type of person that automatically has X, X result, X outcome, X desire, goal, dream. So if you want to be a million dollar business, you don't have to worry so much about how tactically speaking to do that. That stuff will come and it will fall into place piece by piece a little bit here over time. You got to figure out who you have to become. What type of person do you have to be? Does a person that runs a multi-million dollar, you know, systemized, clean, profitable business, is a person that knows their numbers, who's building wealth for their family, does that kind of what 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 kind of a person is that person? Are they a magical unicorn? No. But do they have some level of discipline? Yes. Do they have confidence in themselves? Yes. Do they follow through with what they say they're gonna do? Yes. Are they perfect? No. But are there principles in their life? that are more solid than maybe some of the principles in your life. For example, with marketing to kind of circle it back around, you know, you look at people that have a big company or are growing really fast and there can be a ton of reasons why that's happening. Um, So to give like a generalized overview, they're following certain principles. For example, if you want to grow a certain amount of revenue this year, regardless of the pandemic and all that stuff, you have to actually measure and set targets for yourself to give yourself a chance to get there. And what happens too often with people I work with is they'll set these goals, but they, it's almost like it feels good to set them, but it doesn't feel good to measure them every week. (laughs) It's not, it's uncomfortable to continuously measure ourselves against that, that goal, that outcome. And, uh, and so we pretend like the goal's not there when you should do the opposite. You should be obsessed with it. You should know exactly your numbers, Where you you know, assuming your goal is numbers-based. It could be weight loss. It could be family time. It could be you being a better husband. Whatever it is, you have to keep it in front of you like a carrot, and you have to measure it. So with marketing, I was working with a couple companies, and, and they're having a hard time putting a marketing plan together. And I think the main reason for them, and maybe for you, is that they don't understand how They're going to get there, so they're struggling to even get started. And here's just a quick and dirty, simple exercise you can use um, that I've taught more in depth. Uh, A year and a half ago, I did a workshop called the Close the Gap Challenge, and people loved that. And I think it's because of the way that I I broke down this process. I'll give you like a super simple version of it. Let's say that you have a a $300,000 business right now, and you want to hit $500,000. Well, step one is to figure out what your gap is. So you got to, you got to forecast what type of revenue are you going to do this year without any extra effort? If you just answer your phone, if you just show up, if you do the right thing, but if you're not doing any proactive marketing, you're not spending a bunch of money on a bunch of experimental marketing things. You're just kind of existing. There's a certain amount of people that know who you are. There's people that are going to refer you. There's repeat customers. How much revenue is going to happen in your business? automatically. And what I call this is your base. So you have a base amount of revenue. Well, then you have the goal revenue of 500,000. So let's say your business did 300,000 last year and you think, you know what? I bet without even trying we could we could do 300,000 again, okay? Fair enough. So your base is three hundred. The goal is five hundred. That means that your gap is $200,000. And everything's about the gap, but we're not even done. We've barely gotten started. So now that you have your gap, maybe you do a mix of residential work and commercial work. Maybe, you know, in my case with my cleaning company, we were approximately 75%. I think maybe at the end it was 70% residential, 30% commercial. I can't remember exactly. But if that's the case, you take your $200,000 gap, And I'm going to say 30% of it, which would be commercial. Well, we'll, I'm going to break that part of the gap and put it over to the left. That's my commercial gap. And then the 70%, I'll put uh, my residential gap. Right. So 70% times 200,000 is 140,000. So my residential gap is 140k. My commercial gap is is 30% of 200,000. So 60,000. Now that I have that separated, now I want to divide my average ticket. Into these big numbers. So, on the residential side, I have a $140,000 gap on the residential side. Let's say my average residential ticket is $500, okay? Just to keep it simple. That would mean I need 280 new customers to make $140,000 in new revenue. So, so hopefully, you're following me because maybe math on a podcast is not <laughs> a good idea, <laughs> especially if you're a visual learner. Um, but what I'm saying is you set the target. You measure the gap, you break it out residential, commercial, then you break it down to how many customers you need residentially and commercially. Now what we're left with is I need 280 residential customers to hit my residential gap to achieve my goal. And so what we're doing is we're, we're walking back this big, scary thing, and we're slowly bringing it back into more manageable pieces. 280 new customers might sound like an overwhelming amount still, but you got to remember, we have like the whole year to do it. So I know we're you know, mid-season right now, but uh, for simplicity's sake, you know if you're doing this in the, in the wintertime, and you're projecting for an entire calendar year, you have 12 months to get those 280 clients. And you're going to get a few of them this month and a few more during your busier month and a ton of them during your busy, busy month and then a little bit less when it slows down, a little bit less, and then just a, just a couple of them on your really slow month. And so there should be this ebb and flow, this up and down of uh, how many customers you need to, to close the gap. And really your job as a owner, if you want to grow, is to close the gap. So with that being said, only then do you worry about tactics. You know, think about it. If your job this week, if you did this whole process in detail for your business and you knew that this week you had to get, you know, seven new residential customers to be on pace to close your gap, to hit the goal... Isn't that more manageable? And that's kind of how you reverse engineer and get to your starting point before you even worry about, am I doing direct mail or Facebook ads or postcards or door hangers or whatever you're going to do? The tactic is interchangeable. You can do whatever tactic you want, but you got to have a target. Now, in closing, like with that being said, with all that being said, let me ask you a question. Does it really mean something to you to hit the $500,000 in the first place? And there's not a wrong answer here. This is the hard question for people. Are you, is that what you think you're supposed to do? Because that's what people do? Or is that really what we want? Is that really the first step in the greater vision for your life? Do we need to hit 500,000 this year because next year we need to hit a million and the year after that we have to do this and this and this so that you can earn this exact amount of income so that you can pay off your debt in a certain amount of time so that you can donate 100 grand to your charity of your choice, you know, 18 months from now. Like you have to figure out what you want and make sure that you actually want it. But at the same time, don't be afraid to to, to define what you want, even if it scares you on how to get it. Hopefully that's helpful. I think it's really powerful stuff. And ask yourself, who do you have to become to be the kind of person that's automatically has the thing that you want? What type of man do you have to be to be the type of husband that you want to be? What type of marketer do you have to be to get the result that you're looking for? And, and break it, reverse engineer it back down to basic principles that you focus on every single day. Some other quick tips with that. Get around people who think like this. Get around people who are doing things uh, bigger than you are in whatever category you're looking to expand in. You know, really be careful around your community and also be very careful on who you share your goals with. Your goals for for you individually, for your family, for your marriage, these are like sacred things. You should protect them. There's this uh, Bible verse that says, do not cast your pearls before swine. And without getting into it, just think about the face value of that. Like don't take something that's precious to you and just throw it in front of Uncle Larry, who's not going to understand. Not only that it's possible for you to have that, but that it's good that you want it. Be very careful and, and protective of who you share your hopes and dreams with. Um, and get around to other entrepreneurs who are ahead of you and try to model them. Focus on the principles of who you have to become rather than the fly by night tactics that change all the time. Because whether or not you figure out the perfect Facebook ad strategy or whatever, does it really matter if you're driving towards a destination that's not important to you in the first place, <laughs> right? Uh, there's the analogy where you might have the wrong uh, people in the wrong seats in the bus, right? You've heard that analogy with like team building. So you got a bunch of employees and you're trying to pick out the leaders and you want to make sure that you have the right people in the right seats on the bus, so to speak. But think about this. Are you even in the right bus? Like, do you even want to be on the bus? Should you be in a Jeep? (laughs) Like, do you need a bus? Like, where are you going? I don't know. Like for some people, They're chasing the wrong goal, and then they beat themselves up for not attaining it when really, who's going to attain something that they don't deeply desire? Who's going to put in the amount of work that it takes to do anything significant if you really don't want it? Nobody is. Nobody is. Myron Golden always says that people only do things for one reason, and one reason only. It's because they feel like it. And if that's true, which I believe it is, then the game isn't to do stuff. The game isn't to use your willpower to make yourself do something you're uncomfortable with or you're not designed to do well. That's not the game. The game is to make yourself feel like doing the stuff. How do you get yourself to feel like becoming the person you need to be to automatically get the result? That is what it means to detach yourself from the outcome. Don't just obsess and be paranoid about the big goal you have and be paralyzed on how how you can get it because you don't know how now. Detach yourself from that and ask yourself, what do I need to do today to become who I need to be? to automatically have what it is that I want. I hope that's helpful for you. Um, and by the way, thank you for the couple people that left me a review on iTunes. Uh, when I changed the name from the Growth Vault podcast to the from the Quick Talk podcast to the Growth Vault, I lost all my reviews, which is not that big of a deal, but kind of, because that helps the iTunes algorithm uh, show this to new people that are searching for new podcasts. So that was a bummer. It was a mistake that I made and uh, I disputed it with Apple and they said, nope, you're screwed. Screw you, Josh. Uh, but it was my fault. It was legitimately my fault. So uh, I would be so appreciative if you left a review, if this podcast has served you or helped you, even if you've left one in the past, if you could do it again, that would be epic for me super appreciate it that's your like digital high five to me uh i know it's annoying but it would be so cool if you did that um just click on wherever you click on and click the five star thingy and type out a nice note and uh i appreciate it very much and if you want to go deeper make sure you join our facebook group for the growth fall the conversations in there are so so good there's like 3500 businesses in there it's growing every single day we love you we support you take care God bless. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Fall. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Fall.